right, so this is my my first podcast, the HI podcast. I, I want to talk about you know young entrepreneurs, young millennials, young professionals. I kind of want to talk about the the issues we have, the problems we go through, and kind of like how we overcome. And you know, because everybody, well, I was talking to Tony about this earlier. Earlier, all these young professionals and people that just get out of college or still in college that are around 20 to 25, they think they should have it all figured out, but it's super, super hard to have it all figured out, you know, at such an early age, but you see on Instagram and all this that there's like a a stigma where you're supposed to have it all figured out. So I kind of want to get into that on this podcast and also like current events and what's going on in the Auburn community and Oplaka community. That's kind of why I have you on here. Uh, I'm Holt Ingalls. This is Stone Ray. And so tell us a little bit about what you're doing and kind of um, what you're studying and your goals and your ambitions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a fourth year in the School of Architecture um, here at Auburn and Auburn University. And I moved here to the city in 2009 uh, from the Birmingham area and pretty much fell in love with the town. I mean, it's a pretty awesome place. Uh, Like I said, I'm studying architecture and sort of embedded in that program is a lot of urban planning and city planning principles, which have really spiked my interest. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've gotten involved a lot with the city of Auburn and their planning practices, and which coincidentally has, you know, sort of been parallel to some enormous uh, growth that we're Mm -hmm. experiencing, which is a really interesting time to be here, especially, like you said, for um, people coming out of college, young millennials, sort of trying to find their place and where they might want to live. And it's interesting you meant you uh, opened with that because you know not too long ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, this area was not a place that had people uh, that age. You know, not. people came to school here and they immediately left, and the rest of the population was left to, you know, some families and then a lot of retired folk. And since then, our, um, our fantastic school system in the city of Auburn has, you know had a lot of families flock here for that yeah. and it's grown you know doubled in size in recent years and uh, the job opportunities and um, business opportunities for young people because of the growth have really put a new demographic in the city yeah. which is the millennial population and those yeah. below it which is really interesting yeah. you're seeing a lot of younger people stay here now it's you, you see well, you still see a lot of people go to Birmingham, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Nashville. And they often come back. Yeah. You know. They come back because, you know, it is, people say it's not affordable. It is. It is affordable. Uh, and from what I've seen, I mean, there could be more affordable options. I, I, mm-hmm. the, I mean, affordable housing definitely is an issue here. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. So we can, I was going to get into that later because I think what a lot of, I get a lot of questions about is, uh you know, what's going on now, like what's going on in the downtown area. I hear a lot of people are worried about the developments. And this time last year, I was talking to my mom on her podcast Mm -hmm. that this almost exactly a year ago, we made that video with you, my mom talking about the new developments. It's been over a year now since we talked about it. So yeah, yeah, they're they're done and now now there's new projects coming up. So let's talk about, you know, the new projects coming up now. Like what's, what's going on downtown Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I live in downtown Auburn. I live on Janelda Avenue in an, in an older home, and it's really nice. I rent it, and I'm actually having to leave it uh, by August because it's been purchased by some developers. Oh, really? And it'll and it'll change, uh, you know, into something probably taller and with a lot more density to it. But I knew that was the case when we signed the lease there because 
um, just of the zoning that's in place and the demand that uh, is projected by the city of mm -hmm. Auburn and, and what our planners and, and business leaders uh, expect the future to be like, uh, which makes me have less of a problem with it. It's, you know, it's my house, but it's fine. And a lot of the projects that we talked about with your mother about a year ago when we walked around, you know, the 100 block of downtown Auburn and we talked about some of the recent completions like uh, Tumor's Corner and, and the brick work and the plaza work that they've done there. It works so much better mm -hmm. than what it used to be like because there's all big, you know, we talked about young people living here now. There's a big uh, pedestrian sort of population during the day and used to, you know, at Tumor's Corner you had to sort of, uh, you know, scrunch up and yeah. narrow sidewalk and yeah. now uh, those uh, shrubbery has been removed and you have a really level plaza with the street and the trees that we planted have kinda grown. Getting, They've grown. Getting They're now. getting bigger Yeah, We spoke with your mom last, uh, last time we did the video about the types of trees they were mm -hmm. and then at some point in time they were going to grow to, you know, 60 and 70 feet tall with huge shaded canopies mm -hmm. which would take care of our heat problems in the summer and these are a lot of efforts you know layers and layers of efforts that uh, the planners here in Auburn have for a more walkable future and um, some other things that are more noticeable right by the citizenry here is um, a lot of the student housing complexes that mm -hmm. are uh, topped off now and uh, some just getting started but when we did the video with your mom the two of them had uh, not even sort of lifted off the ground yet it was still dirt work happening and now the standard which is at the corner of Gay Street and Glen Avenue and 191 yeah. College which is at the corner of Glen Avenue and North College Street mm -hmm. um, have now topped off and they're working um, on sort of on the exterior brick and on the interior finishes and the citizens got to see those enormous parking garages rise yeah. and then the the concrete podium and wood wood frame construction wrap around yeah. them and it's sort of daunting but uh, what I'm excited about and a lot of my friends are excited about is the retail that they're going to yeah. bring on the ground floor and yeah. sort of expand our urban environment mm -hmm. um, you know right now it sort of ends at um, at Regions Bank you know yeah. and just, there's nothing and Live Oaks is great but it sort of gets sparse after that but now you'll be able to turn the corner on Glen and have an array of different um, retail and restaurant options, mm -hmm. just like we've seen in Evolve, the Evolve yeah. building, which is now called West and Right. The building's changed hands and uh, it has three retail bays, you know, and those have proven to be really successful. And, you know, it's sort of a mess right over there right now yeah. with construction, yeah. but I would say that's just part of the growing pains that we're experiencing. Yeah. And uh, any other city that's growing at the same rate as we are is experiencing mm -hmm. the same things, but the end product is at least going to be a lot better than before. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot of questions, and I don't know the answers to this, so I was going to ask you about the new uh, Southern Living Hotel, and then you, you we talked about uh, where what's that, Coyotes is moving. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where's what? tell us about the Coyotes and the Southern Living Hotel and what you know about that space that's going up. So right there at the 100 block of downtown Auburn um, on College Street, you have Coyotes. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, what formerly was the Baptist Student Union has now mm -hmm. been demolished. And you have a couple old storefront buildings. Uh, there's a bike shop, yeah. um, a nail salon, and a pita pit right mm -hmm. there before you get to the bank. Um, that property, you know, is on College Street, but extends 
west over to Wright Street. Mm -hmm. The city of Auburn owns the former Baptist Student Union property, and they've promised the citizens to build a public garage there for parking, which they will. And I know um, last I heard that that project was sort of in the design phases and wrapping up and sort of waiting on the private owners on the properties around it, the Coyotes and the storefronts to the to the south, sort of come up with a final design for their proposed project, like you mentioned, which is a Southern Living Hotel. And um, so that parking garage will eventually be enclosed by that yeah. development. You won't be able to see it, but it, it'll still be owned and operated by the city of Auburn and have a have hundreds of new public parking spaces for the downtown patrons, which is something really to look forward to, and it's something that citizens have been asking for for years. Mm -hmm. You know, So the city of Auburn is definitely following up on that, and at the same time we're getting a huge economic development project in the, in the center of the city, which I think will help stabilize the downtown for years to come because a lot of those buildings on that stretch were really old and sort of not taken care of over the years. They had yeah. lots of maintenance problems and not suitable for the modern-day retailer or business owner mm -hmm. or restauranteur or, or what have you. So Coyotes um, is moving locations. It's I don't believe it's going to be called Coyotes anymore, but I know that the same staff, owners, and operators are going to move to their new location, which is on West Magnolia. Um, the steel framing for it is up right now. It's right behind... Uh, right by Sky. Right in between Sky Bar and um, right behind Pyology. Yeah. Which is really nice because it's filling in a gap in the urban fabric that has been a parking lot for a long time now. Yeah. Right in front of Sanford Park and Tumor's Corner, we're now going to have a building and sort of help hold that urban edge. And There's nothing there before, so nobody can get mad about, you know. Sure, sure. And it makes you know. more sense, you know, to have those... Uh, Lounge, bar and lounge uses on Magnolia facing yeah. the university than down college. Yeah, and overlooking, you know, it's, it's pretty tall. I mean, not tall. I don't want to say that and get people mad, but it's like you said there's going to be maybe a rooftop. Some there, there were some prior plans for that property that was a three-story structure that had an event venue mm -hmm. and a sort of rooftop terrace format. Since then, uh, because of concerns about traffic and parking at the at the intersection uh, for large events such as a wedding mm -hmm. uh, that's been scrapped and the building is only two stories um, and it's a full service bar and restaurant so okay. with a lot more seating you know in a modern kitchen you know as opposed Not, to the it, current Coyotes yeah. location you know which is leaking and, and someone was telling me they're gonna miss the old Coyotes I'm like, no. sure sure I, I mean will. I'll miss it too but, I will too but you know it served its purpose yeah and, and I think what's going to replace it's going to be a lot more exciting, especially for the new wave of students that we get every year and and uh, the hopeful sort of millennials that are deciding to call this place home. Yeah. Well, I mean, Auburn is growing a lot, and I, you hear a lot of – I feel like you hear a lot more pros now than you did a year ago. The sure. Cons, people are kind of understanding what's going on. But what – I guess if you could do anything differently, what would you do differently if, as far as, you know – developing Auburn and like what what would you like to see as far as transport I, I know you always talk about transportation and stuff yeah yeah and so in my studies in, in urbanism and, and urban planning uh, you know we studied the success of older cities mm -hmm. and um, last spring I had a great opportunity to live in Europe for several months um, I lived in Rome and uh, traveled to other cities on the weekends and I you know lived an entire almost five months without a car 
And that was a really interesting experience, you know, because those cities are old enough and they're set up to do it and people do it willingly and enjoy mm. it. Um, and in de- living in downtown Auburn, I still, I, I don't say, I wouldn't say I'm dependent on the car at all, but it's definitely car optional. You know, I use my car today, you know, to come out here to Opelika, but on a day-to-day basis to get to class or to get to, you know, see my friends or go get something to eat and even go to the grocery store, I'm able to do it by walking or biking. Yeah. And, um, which is a great, which is a great thing because, you know, that decreases the amount of traffic on our roads, yeah. which is a positive, I think, with a lot of the growth we're seeing in downtown uh-huh. Auburn is a lot of those students living in those um, large complexes won't be required to drive for their daily well, needs. Well, I think that's what people are kind of like, don't understand. They mm-hmm. think that the more buildings are going, the more traffic there's going to be because mm-hmm. those buildings are there, the cars are there. Yeah, well, I think it's the complete opposite because I've heard a lot of people that live at Evolve, I guess it's not Evolve anymore, you said? Yeah, it's it's changed names, but people know it as the Evolve. Okay, area. so people that live there, they work downtown. They said somebody told me they didn't drive their car in like two months. That's they great. Work, they walk to class, they work downtown, and they live right there. So, I mean, I think it's, like you said, it's going to cut down on traffic instead of, you know, increased traffic. Everybody thinks everybody's there's a traffic yeah, yeah, problem. Yeah. I, I mean, and parking problem, which I think parking has been, I haven't had an issue with parking since, like, it's been a while. Yeah. I'll just step on game days, but and that's just going to happen. What you said right there is is sort of proof that yeah. what, what we're seeing is car optional development, which yeah. is uh, really important for the 21st century. And recently the city has done a lot, a lot of uh, work in terms of making parking more um, available. They've raised meter prices and mm-hmm. extended times for charging for parking, and a, which I think is fantastic because it's really valuable real estate in yeah. the downtown. It shouldn't be free, yeah. you know, and it has made a huge difference. You can look at the municipal parking lot on Gay Street. It used to be full all hours of the day, and now you can now you can sort of find one mm-hmm. during the mid-hours and even in the evening sometimes. And plus the city has their free valet service. And a lot of, uh, I know the Collegiate Hotel now offers shuttling to, um, to the downtown core uh, for their guests instead mm-hmm. of them having to drive That's nice. and stuff like that. So yeah. we're definitely seeing lots of exciting change, in my opinion. You asked, you know, if I would do anything differently. Of course I would. You know, I, I have my own quarrels with sort of the architecture and design of some yeah. of these buildings. But I understand the way they look because of really strict... Uh, sort of federal and municipal codes that we have that shape these buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to be honest, you know, I'll give you a, an interesting anecdote. Um, and we, we, we are talking that these structures are car optional, mm-hmm. right? You gave me the proof at Evolve. Yeah. I see it all the time. Um, but we're still giving the residences their parking. Yeah. And that's required by code right in the urban core you have to have one parking space per bedroom and these buildings have hundreds of bedrooms so you end up having a parking garages with hundreds and hundreds of parking spots including parking spots for the retail mm-hmm. on the ground floor and in the urban core we have really tight properties right really narrow properties and what that results in is a garage that is, you know, five stories tall. Mm-hmm. And then so the building is required to mask that garage from the street. And in result of that garage taking up that much real estate, that's why the building is that tall. Yeah. It is definitely... Half of it's, you yeah, know, yeah. parking. It is definitely possible to 
fit that many units in a smaller building, which mm-hmm. a lot of people might like, but it wouldn't come with parking. Yeah. And that seems like a radical idea, but I think um, when you're dealing with students, it's sort of the perfect guinea pig to test, yeah. you know, because you know they're going to campus, you know, as opposed to a market rate unit where you may have someone, you don't know where they're working, you mm-hmm. know, they may need their car. And, um, but anyway, uh, the codes require that the parking be there. So the, at the same, inadvertently, the building is that tall. Yeah. And um, if there is any increase in traffic, it's because, you know, we're still building sort of vertical um, driving scenarios, mm-hmm. which is better than a suburban style, or it's better than not having any density at all. But um, it is definitely a consequence. Yeah. Well, I got another question because... I don't know, I'm just curious, are, are there any new developments coming into Auburn that the majority might not know of, that you know of, or, you know, something that's kind of new that people might know of, but, you know. I don't, I don't know of anything specific, right? Okay. There's not going to be anything specific until it reaches, you know, the council or planning yeah. commission agenda, and, and then thus the newspapers, and, you know, and then, it, yeah. and then immediately hits Facebook and the whole world knows. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, people tend to take each new announcement, you know, they see it in the Auburn Villager, they see it in the Plainsman, they say, oh my gosh, another one? Mm-hmm. You know, I thought this was it, yeah. you know, and that, and that, that sort of attitude has, has got to change because, you know, I was speaking to an architect in, in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago and, and Atlanta is a, a way different scale than Auburn, but sort of proportionally growing the same. Yeah. And, um... He has done a lot of work with the city of, of Atlanta and their planning department, and they do a lot of public process. And the first thing they had to con- tell everyone was not changing is not an option. Yeah. You know, we're going to change. And then so once people could swallow that pill, we were able to have a more interesting conversation. So, like I said, I can't give any specifics because I, d- I really don't know yet. Yeah. But as people drive around and, and preferably walk around, um, you'll notice properties that it, you can look at a piece of property and just ask yourself, is that the climax condition of that piece yeah. of property? You know, I'm sure no one, uh, you know, five or ten years ago could con- conceive of mm-hmm. a seven-story building in downtown Auburn or, or, or the skyline dotted with tower cranes. But, but that many years ago, you could probably walk down the street and look at the checkers yeah. drive through with People the weeds. People forget what was the there weeds, before. And yeah. you could probably tell yourself, you know what, that's probably not going to be there yeah. because the land is too valuable and the city's better than that. You know, yeah. a true urban downtown is a is a place that um, you know is full of full of people living there mm-hmm. you know what's it's what made every city i lived in in europe fantastic you know yeah. there's one thing that you told me that stuck with me the first time we met about this uh everybody's saying you know auburn's not the loveliest village on the planning plains anymore but you you defined a village differently than most people would define it and i, I just kind of wanted you to say that in I guess on the podcast because I thought it was cool. Well, well damn. I, yeah, I you might put have you on the spot. What I said. Well, but, I mean, I don't have to. Be but like... I can, I can, I can give it a jab. So, yeah. by definition, a village is a compact, dense place. Yeah. You know, all the old villages of Europe, um, villages in the United States, are compact old downtowns, and and there are places that sort of got that name. You know, Auburn got that nickname from a poem that mm-hmm. was written before. The automobile was widespread, you know, probably one or two people in Auburn had one. Mm-hmm. And because of the absence of that, 
people had to live near each other yeah. and live within walking distance. And so it was at the city was at a much smaller scale, you know, in, in the mid 1800s when, when Oliver Goldsmith um, wrote the poem that had that uh, saying in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was still really urban, yeah. you know, before um, the high rises were seeing downtown, we had stuff like the checkers and gas stations and, and bank drive throughs and, surface parking lots but before that mm-hmm. it was really dense houses and townhouses and urban commercial buildings that were torn down you know in the mid 20th century to make way for what people thought were was the new mm-hmm. right which was the automobile dependent stuff and today we're sort of retreating from that but instead of going back to a smaller version of our of the urban stuff we're a much bigger city now with higher property values so it's a larger version of what it once was and um yeah and and now and and i don't think it's time to abandon that nickname you know the loveliest village what will be really interesting to me because my main concern in terms of planning and um you know the future of the city is really not downtown you Mm -hmm. know downtown's going to be okay you know it's Mm -hmm. always going to be full of young people it's always going to be alive because of um we're blessed to have such a you know, renowned university mm-hmm. there. My main concern is the suburbs. Yeah. You know, what's uh, going to always happen? You always move back to that. Yeah, Nobody yeah. wants to talk about that because yeah. it's not as fun to talk about. Absolutely. But it's, it's, and the, it's the issue, I think. If the suburban areas of Auburn, you know, commercial nodes, uh, the Auburn Mall area, North Donahue, um, the Moores Mill, Hamilton Road intersection, if those places, which are right now completely dependent on the car, mm-hmm. can sort of... Um, come up with a plan to retrofit themselves over the next couple decades into more compact, walkable scenarios. And that doesn't mean large buildings like we're seeing downtown. Mm -hmm. It just means that they front the street and the parking is hidden and it's set up um, to be comfortable for pedestrians. You know, the nickname could change simply as the, instead of the loveliest village, the loveliest village is. Mm-hmm. You know, and because Auburn has grown from its boundaries when that poem was written to perhaps not be one village, but an agglomeration of villages. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that don't live downtown and don't need to go downtown, but they can do their daily needs and their kids can go to school, mm-hmm. you know, within within their own node of the city, yeah, or like wherever it may be. Well, you're seeing a lot of issues now uh, on Richland Road. Yeah. And that's just the, I mean, that's, I guess it's grown so much over the past five years and that could just be its own, own village out there by itself. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. If, you know, if Richland Road, um, you know, if, I guess if our planners decided that, that that's what they wanted, it mm-hmm. probably could have been that way. Uh, Richland Road to me, um, it's probably the worst part about our growth. Yeah. Um, but it's the but it's interesting because it's the newest. Yeah. You know what we're seeing downtown is redevelopment. You know something was there before and something was there before that. Mm-hmm. And Richland Road is um, a corridor of the city that happened um, on open land. You know nothing was there before. It was just woodland. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, you know, less than 10 years ago or maybe right around 10 years ago that they paved Richland Road with a dirt road. You know, yeah. they paved it and realigned it and connected it to Shook Jordan and opened it up for housing. And the housing came and uh, 
really dense patterns, you know, those developments out there at Lundy Chase. I don't, I don't know what these names mean, but yeah. they're weird. But yeah. um, Is that where you live, Tony? Oh, well, then he <laughs> probably, he, then he he probably agrees yeah. with me. It's really dense. Yeah. It's really, really dense. And the only thing out there are, are, is residential, mm-hmm. except for a couple institutional uses like an elementary school and a tennis complex. And yeah, stuff I'm surprised like they haven't built like a Publix out there. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, in it, that and, area. and they perhaps might in yeah. the future, but because of that development pattern, for you, if you live out there, for you to do anything, you have to one, get on Richland Road because there's no grid. It's a dendritic system. You have to go, you know, the cul-de-sac leads to the local, yeah. leads to Richland Road. Yeah. And then Richland Road leads to Shook Jordan. Yeah. It's the only way to do anything. Yeah. And because there's of no that, outlet either. Like, that's what's insane to me. It's one road in, one right. road out. Right. And, and the city is planning a connection to Highway 14 uh, through the property they own um, on the southern side in conjunction with perhaps a second high school in the yeah. future. But, you know, small consequences like that, you know, that, like I said, in the past 10 years as we've seen that corridor develop, mm-hmm. it's the newest Auburn. Like it, like, and it, and it didn't happen by happenstance. It happened because of the codes that we have in place mm-hmm. and sort of the development and banking standards that lead to development. Mm-hmm. And if Auburn were to start from scratch, that's what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah. That contrasts to the redevelopment we're seeing, which is on a much older system, yeah. right? And uh, and we're seeing consequences from that suburban development. The city just wrapped up a project, a realignment project at uh, Shug Jordan Parkway that was many, many millions, you know? Mm-hmm. you know, And to sort of attempt to solve the traffic congestion, and, and I don't know, Tony, is, is it there still? Better. Yeah, a little better. Yeah. yeah. It's still confusing. It's still confusing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like going over there. Um, <laughs> but many millions were spent, you know, so. Um, I, well, something to add to that so we can kind of move into the last topic I want to talk about, and that's the reason I started this podcast is young professionals, young millennials. I see a lot of younger professionals and millennials move out there uh, in that area because it's more, there's a lot of, I would say, affordable i guess homes there because like they, there are some affordable homes out there but a lot of you hear and i've seen a lot, a lot of uh, rage on facebook is how there's no affordable places to rent in the downtown area or anywhere sure. close to downtown yeah so let's is, is there going to be any remedy to that is there well gonna... affordable housing you know gentrification these are issues that sort of plague all cities that are going through what auburn's going through mm-hmm. and auburn's sort of rare to the fact that it it is not the size of the atlantas of the world yeah. the nashville's the miami's of the world but it has some of the same problems at our own scale yeah and um you mentioned that a lot of young professionals are moving out there mm-hmm. i don't think it's because they want to not yeah. at all. I think, and you mentioned it being affordable, and it perhaps might be somewhat affordable, but I would say it's the only thing available. Yeah. The reason, the biggest reason I think we have an affordable housing problem is because of our inventory is so low. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's maybe maybe hard to realize because of all, you know, everywhere you look, well, there's a new, something yeah, new Yeah, and happening. I think you're right about that. And I think, but everything that's getting built is for students, and that's what the, the rent I've been seeing on Facebook is yeah. about. I mean, well, that... I would argue that maybe downtown, sure, in districts where 
it's permitted by right, mm -hmm. like Urban Neighborhood West, where it only makes sense for student housing, absolutely. Uh, but urban the in the urban core, which stretches from the railroad tracks south all the way to Sanford Avenue, mm -hmm. um, east to Burton Street, and west to Wright Street, student purpose-built student housing is not permitted any longer. The yeah. stuff you see under construction now was grandfathered in before that zoning change took place. So yeah. in the future, along the College Street and Gay Street corridors and on Thatch, you'll begin to see um, urban redevelopment that, um, you know, you can't discriminate towards students, but it won't be a complex built solely for students. Yeah. Well, I, I live, or me and my brother live, um, shout out Wells, he's doing the audio, hopefully is good. Uh, we live on uh, North Donahue, so a lot of these houses and properties are getting bought out, yeah. but and they're building these these nicer in Northwest Auburn. Yeah, yeah, these nicer homes, but they're catered to students. They're, they're mm -hmm. and how are they getting away with putting in five members that aren't family members? Isn't there like a code for something like that? And um, I believe it's in neighborhood preservation districts. There's a uh, ordinance that has to do with um, you know unrelated occupants to yeah. sort of control that neighborhood character in terms of renting a house. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. As soon as uh, we, the city, you know, closed another door, another door opened in terms of, of and that's what happens in the development industry. Yeah. And the developers found a loophole uh, to build housing that they could make money off of for students, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that profit motive. That's how America was built. Yeah. But, um, the city has identified that because they were going into places in Northwest Auburn and not just Northwest Auburn. Yeah, but well, I just where I see and, it. That's, yeah. I run around and, and I see that and I'm like... building homes uh, that were technically classified as single-family homes, detached yeah. single-family homes, which fit, uh, fit the um, zoning category, mm -hmm. but they would have a five-bedroom, five-bath scenario, and it would be for rent by bedroom, mm -hmm. which which is obviously a student-driven scenario. And just recently, the Planning Commission has you know, recommended the approval of um, a new zoning category called a Academic Detached Dwelling Unit. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure that will take effect very soon. And that was a really rapid response, in my opinion, from the planning Yeah, I mean, because that, that happened. Those houses yeah. got put up so fast. Yeah. Like, one day, the... The, the timber was taken down, and next thing you know, like a couple weeks later, I feel like the house is up. So, uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not mad about it because if I was a developer, I'd probably do the same exact thing. Sure, you know, but it is an issue, I guess, that that people are addressing, and I wanted to see if there was some type of remedy to, towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to do this stuff. Yeah, no, but yeah. the city is doing it. Right? I feel like they're doing is, with with the creation of that new category, the yeah. academic detached dwelling unit, which looks at the actually looks at the floor plan mm -hmm. when submitted instead of just um, you know charts and numbers and yeah. square footages and all that stuff. It actually looks at the floor plan, and our planning um, director is able to say, you know, it's, he's able to look at it and say, well. If this many bedrooms are small and there's not a master yeah. and the living space is small and they each have their own bathroom, 
this doesn't look like a family home. Yeah. Based on the floor plan design, it goes under this category, which is not permitted in this, you know, mm -hmm. is only, you know, and there's a map somewhere on the city of Auburn's website that shows where these units will be permitted and where they'll be conditional yeah. and where they won't be permitted. But um, I'd say that was definitely the first attempt and remedying that situation. Yeah. But uh, developers are, are moving fast right now yeah. because the university's growing fast. But um, you have to ask yourself, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to finish soon and fill up, and that demand may decrease slightly mm -hmm. in, you know, for a couple years or yeah. so until we have, you know, and you may see different stuff happen. You know, the city is about to invest heavily in Northwest Auburn. Um, in public works, right? MLK mm -hmm. Boulevard um, is poised to get a landscape median and, and street lights and wider sidewalks and bike lanes, which is going to be great for that part of town, and it will perhaps incentivize more commercial development, yeah. which is probably what Northwest Auburn needs. Yeah, I think so too. Well, that's kind of what I, I wanted to touch on because I know this this podcast is catered towards. I want to cater it towards the younger professionals, like I said. Yeah. Um, so I know they've been, or I've been seeing a lot of issues with that on Facebook, so I definitely want to address that. I, and I've been seeing it as well. I mean, I'm lucky I, I have an apartment, you know, in, on North Donahue, so mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what I want to touch on. But I guess the, the last question, I didn't come up with this till like a second ago, but the okay. last question I, I think I'm going to start asking my guest is if you could give an advice to, you know, yourself two years ago, if you were, I guess, how old are you now? 21? Right? Yeah. 21. So if you were 19, you were, you know, two years ago, what, what would you say to yourself? You um, know? well, I'll sort of reword that because two years ago I was saying the same thing I'm saying now. Well, as far as like giving yourself advice, it doesn't have to be about, you know, Auburn or developments or anything. Cause our age, two years makes a big difference. Like from 19 yeah, to 21 yeah. to 21 to 23, 23 to 25, that's a big age gap. Well, well what I was getting to is my advice to those who yeah. may be 19 yeah. or even older mm -hmm. um, and are going to graduate college and thinking about where they want to be. And if they want to be here, thinking about being here, I would encourage them to get involved like I was at 19 mm -hmm. and actually show up to these meetings because it, it is the most astonishing thing to me to see a young person in the council chamber or at the planning commission board because they often, you know, and, and I'm not talking about myself because people, they know me and they know what I'm probably going to say, yeah. but, um, you know, those meetings are full of no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when a young person stands up, it's yes. And it's, you know, and often that young person carries the room. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really interesting to see that different dialogue because at a planning commission meeting, especially talking about zoning or something like the downtown master plan, we're talking about planning endeavors that are 30-year endeavors, you know. And, and so that's why I think it's important for yeah. them to get involved yeah. because... The, that that's what's going to affect their lives the most, yeah. you know? You so, know, instead of, you know, talking about it on Facebook and commenting on Facebook, maybe you could just get involved more. Yeah. And maybe that's not what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, you know? Well, that, that definitely goes with it because, yeah. you know, I use Facebook as, as a fantastic tool to sort of communicate with people mm -hmm. and drive a conversation that was absent in this community for a very long time. But 
just by going to these meetings for the past, you know, five years, yeah. I've learned so much. You know, there's a lot of misread information out there because of Facebook, and mm -hmm. I try to remedy that when yeah. I can, but, you know, it's impossible to do it all. Yeah. And those meetings are really informative, and I don't agree with everything that's happening, but at least you know exactly Yeah, you what's know happening. what's happening at that point. And then once you know that, you might know better ways to um, go about combating it. Yes. Or, or supporting it, you know, and that's mainly what young people do, which is, you know, their absence is hurting the process because a lot of what the representatives and leaders hear is no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And they have to come up with ways to, you know, chain, you know, convince that no, that it might, you know, are you sure, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like I said, when, whenever a young person gets up to speak, it's often a yes. Yeah. Which is really, it's just really interesting, you know, mm. that to, for that to be occurring here in, you know, quote unquote, little old Auburn. It's not yeah. so little no more, but a lot it's of people's bigger. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's growing crazy. You yeah. Know, people, it's it's wild. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast. You know, I my first you one. Me, yeah. um, not all podcasts are going to be this informative because, you know, I'm not going to have people on like Stone all the time, but... Yeah, well, I'll have to come back. Yeah, no, I, I was... Who knows? Like, I, I, was, I might get details this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I was saying maybe we should have you on like, you know, every other month or something like that to keep us informed on what's going on, like be a regular guest. That'd be cool because... Sure, and I think what would be great is to have, you know, perhaps a third guest every now and then that is... Yeah. You know, hey, next in, time you want to bring someone in that in, has more information you know, in the field, you know, realtors yeah. and and hey, no, no, they have to be. They have. I told everybody they have to be under, under. It's only young people on here because under thirty. Yeah, is the, that the cap? Well, the millennial cap is what like. I don't know. I'm not even. You're not even a millennial, but you're you're <laughs> you're a young professional, so that's fine too. Or you're aspiring to be a young professional. We like we said. Uh, so then you have a lot of good information. So you you make the cut, but I think the cap's like. What, 33, 32, millennial? There's how, a lot. How about if they act like a millennial? <laughs> I, we'll have to see. Like, I, I really do want to help out. I want people our age to to know that, you know, everybody's going through, you know, issues the same way. It's not all what you see on Facebook, what you see on Instagram, you know. Yeah. There's no re you don't have to compare yourself to everybody on Facebook because that's not real, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I want to bring the conversation to I everybody. think you can get a lot of young talent talent to this table you yeah know, i found my passion here in the city of auburn and mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of people have done the same so yeah. it'd be yeah. great to tell those stories. i did too you know that's why I'm, I'm absolutely i'm doing this so uh yeah like i said not all the podcasts are going to be this informative and there might be a lot more uh i don't know uh, not as professional as you know stone would be but i definitely enjoyed it you know i appreciate you coming on and uh i appreciate you having hopefully me i'll have this up and running you know soon so all right perfect all right Thank well you. we're done now